0: So our first reading tonight comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 16. And this is uh, the time that Moses and uh, the Israelites are you know, out of Egypt. They've been wandering in the wilderness for a little bit. Um, Moses has recently brought water out of a rock, um, which is great, but they're hungry. And we pick up the narrative in uh, chapter 16. And the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the Sin Desert, which is located between Elam and Sinai. And they set out on the 15th day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt. And the whole Israelite community complained against Moses and Aaron in the desert. And the Israelites said to them, Oh, how we wish the Lord had just put us to death while we were still in the land of Egypt. There we could sit by the pots cooking meat and eat our fill of bread. Instead, you brought us out into this desert to starve the whole assembly to death. And then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to make bread rain down from the sky for you. And the people will go out each day and gather just enough for that day. And in this way, I'll test them to see whether or not they follow my instruction. And on the sixth day, when they measure out what they have collected, it will be twice as much as they collected on the other days. And so Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites this evening, you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the Lord's glorious presence because your complaints against the Lord have been heard. Who are we? Why blame us? And Moses continued, the Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning because the Lord heard the complaints you made against him. Who are we? Your complaints aren't against us, but against the Lord. In verse 13, we read about happening. In the evening, a flock of quail flew down and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew all around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the desert surface were thin flakes, as thin as frost on the ground. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is this? Because they didn't know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded, collect as much of it as each of you can eat, one omer per person, and you may collect for the number of people in your household that one omer. And the Israelites did as Moses said, some collecting more, some collecting less. The Exodus narrative is huge in the story of Israel, who these people are and what it means to be the people of God. And here, as the manna and the quail come down from heaven to nourish the people and give them their daily needs, the people learn something important, that God can be trusted to provide, that that God's provision is real, that you don't have to be afraid of there not being enough, that, that this is not a world of scarcity but a world of abundance and that God's desire is that his people would trust him for their daily needs that even if they're grumbling God's desire is still to provide for the needs of his people to meet them where they are and to demonstrate his great love So let's rise where we are and sing of the God who's demonstrated his great love in our lives. Our second reading comes from John chapter six. And John writes that the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and they knew Jesus hadn't gone with his disciples, but that the disciples had gone alone. And some boats came down from Tiberias near the place where they had eaten the bread over which the Lord had given thanks. And when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into their boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus replied, I assure you that you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food you wanted. Don't work for the food that doesn't last, but for the food that endures, for eternal life which the human one will give you. God the Father has confirmed him as his agent to give life. I, I love this story. Um, the, it, it, it's almost like um, it's almost like the, the morning after like a big family reunion. And uh, your favorite uncle is nowhere to be found, and everyone's saying, you know, where's, where's Uncle Billy? Uncle Billy, he 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 was here. Uh, Where's, I mean, some someone go to McDonald's, see if you can find Uncle Billy. Someone, you know, go down to. Because all, all the crowd, they've, they've just seen Jesus feed the 5,000. And they wake up and they know that he didn't leave with his disciples the night before. He's supposed to be there, but he's not. So they go looking for him and they get on their boats and they, they ride across the sea. And when they find him, you know, they're wondering how on earth he got there. And Jesus' responds to them It's indicative of a shift in maturity. Because he says, You are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food you wanted. You know, sometimes when we are immature in our Christian faith, we see our relationship with God as as God being some sort of you know divine Santa Claus you know we ask god for stuff we want we ask god to create outcomes that we want we we are just what we want from god is for god to do what we want and this is the this is the sort of reality that jesus is speaking into to these folks that they're looking for jesus not because of anything he's preached the day before, but because they fed him, he fed them. They aren't particularly interested in the message of salvation. They aren't particularly interested in learning the truth. They're interested in another free lunch. But Jesus says, don't work for the food that doesn't last but for the food that endures, for eternal life. You know, sometimes we miss out on God's best gift for us because we're too locked in on the meager gift that we aren't getting in the moment. Has anyone ever been there? Where you think that what you want is this one thing, and when it doesn't happen, you find yourself discouraged and bummed out and possibly even depressed. And because of that, you can't see the plethora of ways that God is blessing you even then. Jesus is talking to these folks and he's saying that what it looks like to grow in maturity is to move from from God being some sort of Amazon Prime delivery service of blessings To desiring to actually know God and be with God and be in God's presence and experience the fullness of the gifts that God wants to give. Our next reading comes from John chapter 6, beginning at verse 28. Then those who followed Jesus across the lake asked, what must we do in order to accomplish what God requires? And Jesus replied, this is what God requires, that you believe in him whom God has sent. And they asked, well, what miraculous sign will you do that we can see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, just as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus told them, I assure you, it wasn't Moses who gave the bread from heaven to you but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said, Sir, give us this bread all the time. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I told you that you have seen me and you still don't believe. Everyone whom the Father gives to me will come to me, and I won't send away anyone who comes to me. I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. That I won't lose anything he's given me, but I will raise it up at the last day. This is my Father's will, that all who see the Son and believe in him will have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So Jesus scolds the people who follow him across the lake for looking for another free lunch. And their response is, well, if we aren't supposed to be asking for lunch, what should we, what should we be asking for? Uh, I mean, Moses did feed the people in the wilderness, and they believed. Maybe if he fed us again, we could believe too. They thought they were clever. They they pulled a move that my three sons have been known to pull from time to time. The old, uh, daddy, if you get us some ice cream, we'll love you move. (laughs) Jesus, if you feed us again, we'll believe in you. The condition of their belief, it wasn't whether or not Jesus truly was the Son of God or truly was the Messiah or truly was offering grace upon grace for them. The condition was, are you gonna feed us again? And Jesus says, yes, but not in the way you think. Because the bread of life is not the daily provision that comes from heaven in the bread on the desert floor that you don't know what it is or where it came from. The bread of heaven is me, Jesus says. You have to eat me to live forever. I must reside in you and you must find your life in me. This looks a lot different than simply having a transactional relationship with God, wouldn't you say? The shift from God is Jeff Bezos in the clouds, providing my every Amazon Prime need like Santa Claus on my birthday, to being God being the loving parent who provides what we need when we need it whether we understand or not. The shift in our thinking from thinking of of God as a pantry to a person who we can know and love and have a relationship with. Jesus says, this is the will of the one who sent me that I won't lose anything he's given me, but that I will raise it up on the last day. This is my father's will that all who see the Son and believe in Him will have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. To see the Son and believe. This is becoming a major theme here in John, wouldn't you say? That when Jesus says truly, truly, so often the re- The words that follow are to believe in the Son is the path to eternal life, is the path to living the life that God has created us to live. But still sometimes we find ourselves saying, sir, give us this bread all the time. Show off, show off in a way that feeds my belly. Show off in a way that feeds my ego. Show off in a way that confirms the way I think the world should work. But Jesus' response to those who were grumbling here in John chapter six, and his response to us today is still, I am the bread of life. Find your nourishment, find your satisfaction in me. If you remember back in our first reading, uh, the people grumbled against Moses. There's a really specific word that we only see a couple times in the Bible, and we see it again here in verse 41 where the Jewish opposition grumbled against Jesus, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they asked, isn't this Jesus, Joseph's son, whose mother and father we know? How can he now say that I have come down from heaven? And Jesus responded, don't grumble against yourselves. No one can come to me unless they are drawn to me by the Father who sent me, and I will raise them up on the last day. It is written, the prophets, and they will also be taught by God. Everyone who has listened to the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. I assure you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that whoever eats it will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And now, may our Lord Jesus Christ go near you to defend you. Go before you to guide you, go behind you to forgive you, go above you to bless you, and live within you so you may love one another. He lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and even forevermore.